Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 186. Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. It's uh, definitely flu season here in Toronto, and uh, I've been feeling a little under the weather this weekend, so pardon me if I sound a little hoarse. I'm trying to pump myself full of fluids at the moment. But the show must go on, so we're going to roll forward into today's episode. Today, we've got Mr. Scott Hellman back on the podcast for his second episode of The Adamantium, which was really great because the first time I got to chat with him was was during the lockdown, actually. So we did it over Zoom. And as you probably know, I much prefer doing these in person. In fact, I pretty much refuse to do Zoom interviews or phone interviews um, for the podcast other than that period where we had no choice. So it was really great to get face-to-face time with Scott. We did this at my place in the kitchen, aka the bird's nest, which are always great episodes because you're in you're in someone's home, so it's really chill, it's really lax, and we had a great chat. So Scott, of course, is a singer-songwriter from right here in Toronto, Ontario, but since I last spoke to him, he moved out to Los Angeles, but he was back home doing some promo, uh, and he's been releasing a lot of music lately, and he just did a show at the Opera House here in the city, um, which he actually had Sophia Kamara, another adamantium alumni supporting him on that show and like i said he's been releasing a lot of music lately a new single almost every month every other month as you'll hear in the interview he's kind of been sitting on some material for quite a while and actually his latest single just came out on november 10th it's called collarbone so definitely check that out for those of you who might be new to scott hellman's music we're going to do the adamantium recommend segment that's when I pick out five of my favorite songs that you could check out before or after the interview. You can also check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist, uh, which will have a couple of these songs as well as a selection of my picks across all the episodes. And you can find that playlist on Apple Music. So I usually like to start my list off with something new. So I'm actually going to recommend two of Scott's most recent singles. The first one is called Drive and the second one is called Back Together. And those are both released this year. Then going back to his 2020 album, Nonsuch Park, I'm going to recommend the song Everything Sucks. And then from his 2017 debut album, Hotel DeVille, I'm going to recommend the song PDA. And then of course, it wouldn't be a Scott Hellman list if I didn't mention his breakthrough single, which came from his debut EP in 2014. It was called Augusta and the song is called Bungalow. And that's it. So make sure you're checking out Scott Hellman's latest singles wherever you get your music. And definitely check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. And if you are a Scott Hellman fan who is tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate each and every listen of this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to listen again sometime. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. We've got many more episodes on the horizon and, of course, an amazing archive uh, of episodes, including one you could dig up with Scott Hellman back from, I think it was 2021. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. You can find us on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And if you're a regular listener, my apologies. You listen to that spiel pretty much every episode, but I love you for it, and I am forever grateful for you. But I'm sure you're sitting there going, get on with it, Adam. So let's get into today's episode, and that is episode 186 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Scott Hellman for the second time. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed making this episode. I love you all. God bless you all. I hope you're not suffering through flu season. Have a fantastic week, and we will see you again next week for another brand new episode. All right, so we're here with Scott Hellman again. Hey, yes. But now it's awesome that we get to hang in person. It is. Yeah, finally. Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's nice. As 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 good as it was that we could keep doing stuff online and 
and, and people still tell me, they're like, oh, can we do this, uh, you know, virtual? And I was like, no, let's do no. it. You know, there's nothing like a in-person meeting. Interviews are meant to be done. Yeah, I agree. I die. So. I agree. I'm so tired. I, I got so tired of them. Yeah, Just, me too. Yeah, me too. Um, and I get with people, it's a lot of times easier to schedule that way. But I was like, no, let's do it in person or... Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So thank you for coming here. Yeah, of course. And How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. It's it's great to be able to do. I'm sure you, you we're going to talk about it like you're back on tour now, yeah. which I'm sure you're relieved to be. Yes. Yeah. I'm so relieved. Is this be. the first tour you're doing? Yeah. Since? It's the first. Um, I've done like some one off kind of gigs here and right. there, but I just wanted to like really focus on putting out a bunch of music mm-hmm. um, and just like getting back into that flow. Yeah. Cause that's how I started. Like I, I, you know, like when I first started making music, I like put out a bunch of music and then I went on tour. Right. And I'm, that's just like the flow that I, that mm-hmm. I know. And it felt like after COVID, like I kind of like, it's not like I had to start again. That's not the right way to word it, but it's just kind of like, I had to like, Start from a new beginning and right. Like, okay, here we go. Like it's a new chapter. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just gonna put out some music and then I'm gonna go on tour. Yeah. And putting out the music, like I really just wanted to take my time, like be deliberate. So. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, but now I'm going on tour. We're yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about all that. Uh, as far as like being on a stage again, was there? Did it felt. Was it just like getting back on a bike? Was there a little bit of rust to to work off, or what was it like for you getting back on a stage? Um, well, the couple one-off gigs I've done, uh, some of them have felt like rusty. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I did a residency in LA just at like a, I made it super chill. I was Mm -hmm. like, I actually want this to be like really chill. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like promote it a little bit, but I kind of just want to like play to whatever the room is right and do it solo acoustic which i haven't done honestly since i was like a teenager yeah like because the more you go on it's like okay let's keep adding and adding and, yeah. and like more bells more whistles yeah and i was like okay well a lot a lot of my time spent in covid was thinking about like who am i and like what do i do and like what's important about what i do mm-hmm. and what's because all the other stuff is cool, but it's like, I just kind of wanted to get back to like, what is the point of yeah. what I'm doing? And for me, like just being on stage with a guitar, singing mm-hmm. a song is like really at the core of it. Right. So that was really net. The first one though was like rough. And yeah. then because I, I hadn't done that, like I said, since I was a kid. So, but then, uh, you know, after the third one, I was like, like I'm sure that's one of those things in. though, that you're obviously like your own, your own worst critic, you know? Yes. And, and also I was applying a lot of my previous, like my, um, like developed, like mm-hmm. quote unquote developed perspectives to like this thing that really just required me to like be myself. Yeah. So for instance, like, you know, I'm going on stage and I'm playing like a live acoustic set that's like just me playing songs. Right. And I'm like, what are the moments? What are the bits? What are this? Right. Like, how am I going to keep it exciting? And like, I did that the first show and it was like, some of it hit and some of it didn't. Right. And I was like, cool. Well, what was the stuff that hit? I was like, all the stuff that's hitting is when I just go off the cuff and I just tell like a dumb story. Right. So by the sixth show, I was literally just like, I had no plan. I was just going on stage. Which is sometimes um, the best. Plan, yeah. You know? And I feel like that's now what I'm applying. Anyways, exactly. Yeah. 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 Those are always like the best concerts too, when they feel not just like totally scripted. They feel yeah, like I think like it's important. It is. Unless yeah. you're seeing like, I don't know, like a, a band where that's like their thing, you know? Yeah, well, especially if it's a massive production yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like the production yeah. is almost the show. Is the show, yeah. yeah. I'm like, going on one of those U2 Sphere shows. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that, there's like, I was like, because you, I've seen U2 a bunch of times. They're my favorite band. They're on yeah. the wall here, but... Uh, they're like a band that usually change the set every couple nights or every, even every yeah. night and it's like I imagine that's so visual they've got to be doing the same yeah, set every night like it's yeah. so visual it's got to be but yeah. like you said that's different but if it's like especially small venues it's like it's got to be in the moment I think know? so yeah I just felt so good doing that and I wanted to apply that philosophy right. to this tour because it's like they're bigger shows obviously it's like not little yeah. rooms but I wanted it to feel like I imagine like so like performing solo with an like uh, just you and a guitar has got to be more nerve wracking though because like you know if you got a band and you make a mistake it's, it's kind of like less heard right it's but if it's harder. just you yeah, yeah. if it's <laughs> just you you hit a wrong note yeah like, but that's why that those dates were so important to me because there was this one show where so I had two guitars and this particular show 
I'm playing by like the second song, I break a string and I'm like, God damn it. Cause, and they're tuned differently. Yeah. Like they're like, I of need course. both the guitars. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm like, whatever. I have this other guitar, I'll make it work. I plug in the other guitar and the, the battery, like I start playing and it's fine. And then through the third song, the battery dies. Like so on, like, on my guitar, there's like a battery in the guitar. Oh, okay. so I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then it was a small enough room that I was like, do you guys, do you guys mind if I just do the rest of this set? Like without a mic and I just play for you? Like we're in a living room. And they were like, yeah. Okay. And it was awesome. And it was like amazing realizing that like at the end of the day, if yeah. you can play the song, you can play the song. Pe- people it. are yeah. so stoked for, to see you like rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know? I so, love it. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. So tell me a little bit about, because the last time, so the last time we spoke was just after Non Such Park came out. Yeah. So I read, I saw a couple of your posts that were kind of like saying you kind of didn't know where things were were going. You yeah. had some some changes happened at your label. You were you kind of had this great bunch of songs, but not sure what to do with them. So take me through kind of what was happening in those few years. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, COVID ended like right at the end of COVID. Um, there was like a, a big change in my label with like, you know, just like people that were working there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. And then I moved to LA um, shortly after that. And like literally like a month later, um, just like all, all the people I've been working with for, you know, I got some when I was really young. So like mm-hmm. all these people that were like at the core of my yeah. team and like helping me and like really understood what I was doing they all got moved around or, or mm. moved companies. Like all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, like I don't really have anyone. Yeah. You know? So that I was like really like scared and I didn't really know what was going on. And I, it, it was just a really tough time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this new team came on board and, um, I just, I had all the, this music and, you know, I, I just like, as I'm telling this story, it's sort of like the, the issue is that, what it's easy to tell the story in like a linear way mm-hmm. but what you have to realize is like every every all those points of the time like you know move to LA mm-hmm. takes a lot of time mm-hmm. changes that label takes a lot of time and so it's like all of a sudden you're like a year and a half two years and you're like oh my god I have like all this music like yeah. so much music yeah. that like just isn't getting released because right. of like all these little minutiae things mm-hmm. um, and I just got like I was like okay enough of that I'm gonna start putting out songs and I I just wanted to focus on like dropping singles because I was like I have so much music that like I feel like I could drop an album at any time right <laughs> so I just want to like just start throwing songs out there and like messing around on TikTok and messing around on like different sounds and just see like what people are into and like mm-hmm. get a good sense of like how to how to start this new chapter with like some insight. So but yeah, it was crazy. I was like in LA like just like looking at my fiance like I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You know? Which is a wild vibe when you have just moved to a new country. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like the short version. What what made you guys decide to move to LA? Um I I think we just wanted to change. COVID was really tough and I like felt like I needed, like I ha- I really got super grounded mm-hmm. and like really dive, dove into like who I was and what I was doing in my life and like got really personal with myself. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, that's done now. I mean, not done. It's always, that's always a project, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, now that that's like more established, I'm like, I feel like now it's the time for me to just like get out there and like see what's up and just try new things and Mm -hmm. like push the envelope. So, um, that was a big part of it. And I'd been going there a lot through my career and I just, I just love, like, I'm, I, I love Toronto. I Mm -hmm. would, will happily admit I prefer Toronto as a city and just Canada as a country, (laughs) but I, um, I, I love, I love the work there and I do, there's just so many talented people, like just in terms of like, per capita like there's just mm-hmm. more people and like every talented person from america not every but so many of the talented people in america move there so yeah. it's like there's just so much stuff going on yeah so yeah you find it easier to get inspired out there or i don't find or- any i don't find my location like i i okay inspiration is pretty like that that's easy for me it's more about like actualizing ideas and like getting the song finished and Mm -hmm. there's just so many producers but like you know now i'm like 
working on like I have like a dance music project I have like you know like I'm like writing for other artists like there's just more stuff going on so you're working with some yeah writing with some other artists yeah doing like top lining and producing yeah yeah I saw you did something with like Johnny Orlando recently and stuff yeah that's cool yeah I've been working with him and this artist Lily is that you I've been working with and I've had a couple sessions with like Alec Benjamin for instance which is like crazy like to be in a session like that yeah even if those songs never get put out like it's just so good to be in a place Mm -hmm. where that's like possible yeah even if you know you can learn a thing from working with someone that you can then even even if they like you said that song doesn't come out you can apply it to one of your own songs even later the music industry it is. That's it. It's the whole thing. And so I, bet I, I, I have to admit, I'm just like, I see some of your posts and stuff. And I was like, we, my, so my, now my wife, we, when we were still dating, we took, we took a month off and did a trip. We did a road trip through California, yeah. Arizona, Nevada, Utah, hit all it's those so national crazy. parks. We got engaged in Joshua Tree. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm looking, I'm like, it's bringing back memories. And I was like, oh, oh man, like that part of the, that part of the States is just like, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful, man. And what I love about LA is you're only a few hours away from any of those places. Like yeah. you guys know to Zion, uh, you know, within a couple hours. Dude, Zion like, is, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, <laughs> Zion, Utah is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. It's like majestic. It's I, so I'd love to tell you a little story about that actually. Yeah, do it's it. It's very quick, but. When we were driving to LA, I was drove with my buddy Calum, and we got to um, we got to this place called Grand Junction in Colorado, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, well, I was like looking at the map in this taco joint, and I was like, okay, we could either go. Our next stop was Zion. I was like, we could either go straight to Zion, but we're gonna drive in at night, mm-hmm. so why don't we stay in Arizona and then like take a longer way so that we can wake up in the morning and like drive into Zion in the yeah. morning. I didn't really also know really what Zion was. I just mm-hmm. knew it was pretty, but I didn't really get it. Yeah. You so can't until you get no, it. No, no. Yeah. So we're driving, we're like dead of night, Arizona. It's like pitch black. You can't see anything around you. Yeah. We get to this hotel I booked on the way and we get up to our, it's like really this it's, I'm not feeling good about okay. where we're at. It just feels really not, I can't explain it. It's just a bad feeling. Okay. And we have like thousands of dollars of, of gear in our car. Mm-hmm. Like, like all our life savings, basically yeah. of musical <laughs> gear in this like Lexus. Mm-hmm. We get up to the room and I'm like, my, my buddy counts falling asleep in the bed. And I'm like, I'm just going to hit up Yelp for a hot sec. And this place had like four stars. So I was like, it's got to be fine. But I go to the, I click the one star reviews. Yeah. And every single one of them was like, there is an economy of theft that is centered in the parking lot of this hotel. And like, if you have a car full of stuff, there is like a 50, there's like a coin flip chance that you're going to have all of your stuff stolen. So I'm, I like shake my friend awake. I'm like, we got to go right now. Yeah. There's no shot. Like I would rather die on this highway yeah. than have my microphone stolen. Yeah, everything stolen. So, yeah. yeah. So we get in the car, we drive, um, and we get to Zion in the night. So we're like, I have no idea. All I know is like we're pitch, pitch black, but yeah. there's like deers running in front of our car. Yeah. And I'm like, is, are we on the side of a cliff or are we like underwater? Like, I have no sense mm-hmm. because it's so dark. And, uh, and on the way realized that our shipping container with all of our stuff that, cause we had other stuff shipping yeah. got, was getting held up at the border. So I'm like on the phone with customs, like losing, yeah. it was the most chaotic evening. And I, I go to bed at like 4am and then I wake up in the morning and we woke up early cause we wanted to do that eight angels landing height, yes, which is yeah. so wild that anyone yeah. listening should Google that. It's, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. Um, I, I'm, I'm never forget this. I like opened the blinds and I just bursted into tears cause yeah. I couldn't believe it's, like it was such a chaotic way of getting there and we yeah. drove in at night. And then I just like, didn't realize. And I opened the blinds and I was like, holy like, I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. so sick. This is where we are. Did yeah. you, so, I mean, at night it would be, I guess, different, but we drove, there's two ways into Zion. There's like the main, and then there's like, I think it's the east entrance or whatever, where you come in through the cliff side. Yes, that's and the you, one we did. you like zigzag your way that's through the, the mountains. Yeah. It's like, we, it's like me and my, my, my fiance at the time, me and my wife were literally just like, yeah, like just kept looking at each other, jaws on the floor. Like, yeah. where are like I googled Zion, but I have no idea. Yeah. You feel like you're just like yeah. in the middle of. Did you, yeah. did you guys do the Angels Landing thing? 
We did. Yeah. But not... So, we went April 2022. Okay. Literally a month before is when they started doing the... You have to have a permit to hike Angel's Landing. Oh, no. And it's on a lottery system. So, we applied every single day. We tried to do the advanced one, didn't get it. We tried every single day. And we couldn't get it. So we, we did it up until the chains part, right. which is the best part. Yeah. And so we didn't But you got get, to see at least. Of the, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get to do the chains part. I had a friend who's from Utah who was like, dude, if you get up early enough, if you want to see like sunrise at Angel's Landing, he's like, there will not be a ranger up there that early. You can do it. I was all for it. My wife was like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. And we honestly, got, it's we still good. went early. We still went early and we got up there and we were even up there at like eight and they eat 30 and I was like there's still no one here like one we could have done it we could have been down by now yeah. and I was like we could still do it and anyway, she just wasn't yeah she's not I think reserved. we have a similar spirit yeah cause she was been. she was like uh it's like it's not worth the ticket like it's a $5,000 ticket if you get fined I was like I don't have ID on me like are you carrying your your license like yeah. what's what are they gonna, they're not gonna follow me home you know, like, I was like, no they're shot. not going to take There's it. no way. You just plead ignorant. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. Anyways, yeah. but not to tell people to go do things without permits, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we should have done it. It's also a pretty wild place to have, like, a contentious argument. We, like, it's the yeah, most precarious right. I was like, rock Yeah, area. that's it. I was like, I let's feel like just... if you were just like, what are you... The yeah, yeah. would be like, okay, we're man, just like, I don't it's know. fine. You know, we'll, we'll we'll be back. We'll come again. We also had it was funny because that was like where my wife, where Amanda was like the most excited for. Yeah, hold it was Zion because she she hiking is her passion. That's her thing. Yes. So she's like the best hikes. So we had the worst because one we couldn't get the permits to Angels Lane. The other uh, thing we did the Narrows. Have you yeah, the narrows yeah, yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Which is like for anyone listening is like you hike through this valley that's like anywhere between knee to like neck deep in water. Like, so, so you have to rent these like wetsuits or else. Oh, I don't know if I did that. Yeah. I think you I have sh- to rent a yeah. wetsuit because oh, otherwise like maybe if it's July, it's hot enough, but otherwise you'll freeze. Yeah. And because you're hiking through the water. So we might, same thing. My buddy from, from Utah is like, Adam, get up at five that morning, be the first ones, get that first bus get ahead of everybody else, be the first one in the narrows. It'll be the most majestic experience you've ever had. You'll be the, you'll, cause otherwise it's like you come later, there's gonna be a crowd of people. In yeah. There. Right. It's like, so we did that. We got in there and sure enough, it sure was. It was like, it was super majestic. Like, wow. I, like we were alone in this area. And then the only problem is like, you don't know where to step really. You kind of just right. have to like, it takes a really long time to do it because you kind of have to feel your, your own step. And because there was no one ahead of us, we couldn't watch anybody do theirs. And Amanda took like a wrong step uh, and like went into like a deep and all the water got into her uh, wetsuit. And she and my Amanda is someone who is like when she gets cold, it's like to her bone and she yeah, can't get warm. I'm the same. We went like five minutes more and she's I was like, you can't. We got to turn around. Like we got to go back. Like we had gotten a good amount in. But yeah. then it took us like over an hour to get back to our room oh, and she was just like my god yeah so uh, no. that was our angels landing our, our, our zion experience but, yeah. Uh, yeah but man it was like it was still one of our favorite spots on the it's whole. like on like i'm it's yeah i think yeah. about it all the time I'm actually like, it's funny not all going there yeah it's just it's uh, like we, we thought about having our wedding there it was like <laughs> but True, actually, you can yeah. You yeah. can, but I think it's like you have. You can only invite like a max of like thirty people. Yeah, or something. that sounds so amazing. Yeah, actually, like, yeah, just you can just have their ceremony there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, also, just like then you just weed up weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, your but weird uncle doesn't have to come. I saw too. I think on your social media that there was a video, of something of you guys at I think Coachella. Yeah, singing along to Carly Rae. Oh. Was that this year or last year? Uh, it had to have been last year. 2022. Oh, no, you know what? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Carly Rae twi- another time was since then. I was then. like, was she at Coachella again yeah, this she year? Was, no, that was, that was 2022. 2022. Yeah. We were in that same tent. No way. Because I was looking and I was like, that looks like the same, like where we saw. We yeah. went to, we, I was like, we were there. We yeah, were there that the was so time. fun. I found the sound was really weird where I was standing for that. I yeah. was like, so excited for Carly Rae. And then I was like, this isn't quite sounding like. I don't know, but festivals are tough for me. Yeah, festivals are, but yeah. that was our first, I don't know if you've been to Coachella, it was I had our it, first no. time going to Coachella, it was, no, it, was awesome. it was awesome. And that was like right after Arcade Fire had done oh. like a surprise set, oh. and it was like, dude, yeah. that that show, I cried 
the, yeah. which is a little bit ridiculous, but I <laughs> cried the whole show, yeah, like from was... start to finish. And I remember um, this this girl came up to me after and was like, "This is really weird, but I filmed a, you a lot during the show because your energy was just like so beautiful to watch." Yeah, and I was like, "That's really sweet, but also super weird." Yeah. And were you like, can I have that video? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I post it though? Yeah. <laughs> no, but That's, yeah, that show was, that show was, was cool. And, and it was crazy about Coachella is just, just like so many, it was, t- I've talked to like two or three other people who were at that Coachella, like that have had artists on this podcast. And there's another girl like Benny, you know, Benny. Yeah. Like, she was there and she's like, yeah. I was like, were you performing? She's like, no, I was just there. And I was like, it's amazing. It's so cool. As an artist, yeah. it's so cool to see. It is. It is. Yeah. I would go again in a heartbeat. Yeah. But it is exhausting. Oh. Did you do like the camping? No. Okay. No. Yeah. So I I was lucky. My my friend Callum uh, is a musical director, and he does yeah. Alec Benjamin stuff. So we got like a pretty sick experience because yeah. we like didn't have to pay for tickets. So we were like, let's just get hotels. Yeah. But that I don't know if I was forever to get in and out. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. We camped, yeah. and that was the benefit. It was like we yeah. were right there, like when we we're done, but. It is exhausting. By the end of three days, we're like, oh, I could only imagine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked Co- I like Coachella a lot. I wouldn't bag on it, but it's a little bit Instagrammy for me. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I sure. feel like like my favorite festival I've ever been to is Oceaga. Yeah, because I just yeah. find like the Quebecians, man, mm. they just they know how to they know they how just, to do music they know how to party they yeah. know how to do and they just they, it's like about the music really mm-hmm. whereas like and so is Coachella obviously but there's a lot of like selfies and like mm-hmm. people like getting their bits and I'm just like I don't know I yeah. just let's just have some yeah. fun yeah. it just feels a little it was a good bit, year though lineup wise still line like lineup wise so I was like the yeah. music was great and we we were in such a good vibe because literally got engaged the day before wow and i had like shirts made up that said just engaged and like everyone was like showing us love that's like, so cool yeah and so we we love we, we had we, it was a good vibe yeah. yeah that's where i like I, I have a new like love for like edm and dance music and mm. that's really where like i that at that coachella i had like a like a renaissance with that music because mm-hmm. i was like i can't remember what the show was but i saw this uh this dance show, I, I'll remember the second I leave here. Yeah. <laughs> it changed my life, honestly, this show, because they, they they had this thing where um, they were, like, doing these spoken word poems throughout the set, and then the the video wall was, like, two people dancing in the crowd. Okay. Um, separately. And okay. you, it looked like it had been, been pre-filmed, but it was, like, just these two random audience members dancing was, like, oh, the wow. video wall. And then slowly throughout the show, they, like, come together. Hmm. And then they start dancing with each other, and it was like the most beautiful thing That's I've amazing. ever seen. And I was like, I just yeah, just really blew my mind. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your songs. So tell me about some of the the recent releases you've put out and what was inspiring them. I was, I think it was the first one that came out in this kind of slew of songs. Yeah, was a song called Drive. Yeah, which was I think is is a really cool, really cool melody. Thanks and. Um, I think I read somewhere that you had kind of filed it away. Yeah. And so tell me how that song came to light. Yeah, well, I just, you know, like the pressure cooker of like, you know, you're working with lots of people and you're like sending songs into, you know, your manager and your label, like just seeing what people Mm -hmm. think. Like, you know, it's just lovely. I just love getting feedback. And I feel like I was, you know, there's just so many different like opinions and all this Mm -hmm. crap. And this one night I just had this melody... I honestly saw this TikTok of like this trend where people were like closing their, they were like uh, taking, like sh- closing film into a film camera. Yeah. And then it would like cut on beat to all these film photoshops. Okay. Like, yeah. On a road trip. And I was like, oh my God, that feels so like the vibe I'm in right now because I just drove across America. Yeah. And uh, I, um, I just sat down and just like wrote this kind of like verse and then it just turned into this song and I, put it in my Dropbox and like, I sent it to a couple people and like, they were like, yo, that's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just moved on, kept writing. And, uh, I just for, totally forgot about it. Yeah. And, um, this, this guy on my label, George, like, what, like scoured through my Dropbox and he like sent me a text and he was like, this song is really special. Mm. And I was like, oh damn, it is really special. I really like it too. Um, and it felt really right to like start with something that was just 
like yeah. just me. Like I just wrote that and I recorded it and produced it. Like I just, and then I just, my buddy Calm helped me like finish it up and I, we got it mixed and yeah, that was amazing. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really just about like the, the risk of like moving. Well, what I find really cool about it is it was like, you know, when you get inspired by others, but it was like someone else pointing out that they thought it was special made you realize how special it was even. You know, exactly. which is kind of cool, you know? It's like, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that it, like, I like that it takes that. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it takes, like, someone to really be like, yo, this is really cool. Yeah. To, like, make you reconnect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And and the other one that I think is really special, too, is a song called uh, Every Time Drive By, mm, which is kind of this amazing story of your life, but also concludes uh, with a very happy ending uh, of you and, and yeah. your current fiance being together. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that song and, and what it took for you to kind of be that honest and put it together. And It's so funny because the song's not about, like the song is about on my breakup. I had, right. so me and my fiance, we, we did, we got together when we were 15 and then we like, we like separated. She went to university, you know, and I went off to go on tour and all that stuff. And then we, we reconnected, but the song was, I wrote it with uh, this, uh, this writer named uh, Zach Skelton and another guy named Jake Torrey. They're both really amazing writers. Like, I wrote it like three years ago, like mm. in LA. I was just like, walked into his, I was actually in Ryan Tedder's like producer complex. Okay. I, I actually, craziest vibe too. Cause he had like, he has the craziest stuff. Like in, it's like this house in Hollywood and it's mm. like all these producers have like their own rooms. But like on the walls in the bathroom, there's like a signed letter from Gandhi. And there's like, there's like, wow, it's crazy. Like the stuff on the wall is just like Basquiat paintings yeah. and Andy Warhols. And I'm like, this is so wild. Anyway, so we wrote, we wrote that song. It was literally wrote in like three hours, produced okay. it a little bit. And I went home and then <clears throat> it was weird. Cause like for a while, my label was like, this is amazing. And we should put this out. And then. Then people were like, I don't know, let's put out this other stuff. And it just kept, it kept like going through these weird, like, should we, shouldn't we? Right. And, uh, which is, which is, I'm, I, that's, that game is over for me. I'm not playing that game anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that that is how it works anymore. I, like, I feel like it's, you just got to go with your gut. Yeah. But, um, uh, one, <clears throat> once I moved to LA, I like went back into all the songs that I had and I was like, I never stopped loving this song. Yeah. Like I loved it when people loved it and I loved it when people mm. didn't and I still love it. Right. So I should just put it out. Yeah. So I finally put it out. But the problem was it was, it, it was about this time that had passed. Like it, that, that time was over, mm -hmm. you know, that breakup happened and I was like engaged now. Yeah. And I was like, how do I tell, how do I tell this story right, with, without being like yeah. inauthentic and being like, I'm heartbroken because yeah. I don't want to like be, I don't want to like a face or something I'm not. So how long ago would you have first started writing that song? Uh, like when did it get? Yeah. Done? When you first were writing that song, <clears throat> it was too. probably like, it was like a decent way into my relationship. Okay. Okay. Um, so like when you had already. So even when I wrote it, it wasn't like authentic to my experience, right, but right, I was like reflecting like, on a previous yeah. time, which is but still I was authentic, like, like, yeah, which is still authentic, but I was like, shit, now that I'm putting this out, like, <laughs> how do I. <laughs> yeah. How do I like, how do I say this without it being like, I'm pretending that I'm in pain. Right. For the, so then I just had this idea of like, let's make this music video. That's like about the whole story. Like let's mm -hmm. tell the whole story. Yeah. But then it was like, shit, how do we do that? Yeah. Um, which I think we well, did. I think you did beautifully. Yeah, thanks. But I also don't think it's in, in any way. Like sometimes when you're too much in the pain, right. You can't like almost sometimes, no. you, sometimes you have to reflect on that pain yeah. to actually of course. understand it. Which is right? the beauty so. of music. Yeah, um, and lyric, but I find like with music videos, it's tough because it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, am I, do I act? Like, yeah. I don't know how to, how to yeah. make that work. So sometimes you can't fully grasp a scenario until it's concluded. hundred percent. Even that's the coolest thing about music yeah. too. I, I have also had songs where like I've written them and I don't even really know what I'm writing about. Right. And then like a year later, I'm like, wow, this yeah. is so applicable to me now. And it's like yeah. weird. There's like also a predictive element. I mean, it's the same thing too. with relationships in mm -hmm. general. Like 
you know, I've had breakups where someone, you know, told me something and I was like, that's not me at all. And then years later, I'll be like, wow. Yeah, maybe that was me yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, that is how I was. That is <laughs> so true. That is very, very Yeah, true. it takes some, yeah. you know, it takes time to see it yourself. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to, I'm like thinking of all of the things I've been called. <laughs> maybe, maybe life. not the best thing to think yeah. about. Yeah. And now you've got, I think there's a new, there's another single coming out soon, right? Yeah, I have a song coming out called Collarbone. Okay. Um, which I'm really Tell us a little bit about, about that, because I think probably that will be the next thing when yeah. this comes out. That'll be yeah. alongside. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, that was uh, a song I wrote. Uh, I was in Nashville. Uh, I can't really remember how the idea came to me, but I... You know what? I think, honestly, I just had the word color. I have a list of titles in my mm -hmm. phone always yeah. because actually Simon Wilcox taught me that. I, I always used to be like, I want to write a song that like makes you feel like this and it's about this. And it mm -hmm. and it's like, dude, there's way too many things. Like you're making it so hard, mm -hmm. you know, like why don't we just start with a word? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit. okay. So now I just have words. Like I'll start with like, let's write a song called Basement. Like, okay, cool. And then, like, what does that mean to you? I don't know. And then, like, the idea develops as you go. Gotcha. So I think I just had the word collarbone in my phone. Mm -hmm. um, but it's because I've always, like, I, I, like the thing I hate about my body is, like, my, like, I just have, like, I'm a bony guy. Like, I just <laughs> okay. feel, at least that's how I see Right, myself. right, everyone's got, yeah. You know, I just feel like I'm, like, a little bit, like, like, I've never had the bod that I want. <laughs> and, um, uh... And yeah, I, I just, I remember this one night, me and my fiance were talking and like, I can't remember who asked who, I think she asked me like, if you could change something about your body, like what would it be? And I was like, I would change my, my, like my bones, like I'd make my bone structure like perfect, you know, okay. my collarbones and my, and my ribs and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I asked her and she's like, I would, I would change my chin. I don't like my chin. Okay. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause that's the, that's the thing about your face that I love about yeah. your face. Like it's when I look at your yeah. face, I'm like, I like love that mm -hmm. you, you like, like don't have a normal, like it's not this perfect, like model, like some, like the, I yeah. love that about your face. Um, and she was like, that's so funny. Cause that's, I love like that. You have like, you're like a bony, like I love that about your yeah. body. And I was like, that's so f annoying that like, <laughs> the world makes you feel so, I don't know, just like, like. But the last thing is not the world, it's your, your And it's yourself. Self. And it's, it's yourself. yourself. Yeah. That's right. That, that yeah. is so true. It's like, yeah. you, you, you're like your internal dialogue. It's like my imperfections. And it's like this cycle in your brain where it's like, it just gets yeah. louder and louder. And realizing that like the things that we hated about each other, but the exact yeah. things that we each other love. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, that's what the song's about. Which is in, in, that's pretty cool. I actually really because I mean I, I think and anyone can I can relate to yeah, that. and um, that's really cool. Yeah, I so it's like just that like idea. that. It's like a body positivity kind of yeah, song, yeah. but um, just like yeah, we just and it, there's a lot of themes too of like you know we were moving to LA and so much about like moving somewhere is like mm. I'm shedding, yeah. my, I'm, I'm yeah. a new, and but it's also yeah. like okay, but well, you're not like. You're still here. you're not going to change yeah, your bone like, structure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, you still got to be the same person in a way. So that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm excited to hear that song. Man. Thanks. Man. Do you, yeah. do we have a release date yet, or uh, we do? There November ten. No, oh, so real soon. Yeah. Maybe we'll line this up with the the release. Yeah, of, of that'd be awesome. Then. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, okay, so the last time we spoke. Um, non such park had just come out, and you had been telling me how you kind of wanted to do a second part to mm -hmm. non such park. Yes. Is that still the plan? As no, direction? I, 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 I held on to that dream. Okay. And then I also <clears throat> went through like a real, really big struggle with it because I was like, I can't not fulfill that. But mm -hmm. um, it just didn't, <clears throat> because of all these changes that were happening, it was just becoming increasingly so much harder and harder to do it. And I just was like, then too much time had passed. And then that led me to be like, oh, now I I'm afraid, but I was just like, I just let it go. Okay. I just had to let it go. Yeah, sometimes. Not that it's never going to happen. I feel like one day it would be really cool to like, mm -hmm. when I'm like 40, be like, here's side B. Right. Um, But the song, I had like, I had six songs, but then I like, it, too much time passed. And I was like, okay, some of these songs I don't really feel anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I was like, okay, but now it's like, 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just got weird, and I was like, I'm I mean, just that's move on. that's art though. Too. Yeah, it's like what you're feeling. I it's funny. I found an old sketchbook from when I was like a teenager, and it's just full of half finished yeah. drawings. And it's yeah. like I kind of love that I have this like half finished project. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. You know, like yeah. isn't it like you know I'd have this grand ambitious idea of something I was gonna draw, and then totally. halfway through, I'd be like, oh, this isn't inspiring. No, anymore. I'll move on. To Goodbye. So, yeah, yeah, it was not giving me joy. There was a day <clears throat> earlier this year. That I heard you were giving fans tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about so how. <laughs> tell me about that. Like, what was the, you know, the the theme around that, or like, how did that come to be, and how is it even like legal that you could be doing like you know like well, how? I got I got my I got my uh, my safety certification. So you are, yeah, you are yeah. a trained yes. tattoo artist. I am okay. a trained tattoo artist. Were I mean, you, did you do like a apprenticeship with someone? No, or? I honestly just learned from like friends and from okay. YouTube. I mean, it's becoming like a, uh, in terms of like training to give a tattoo in terms of like the, the skill mm-hmm. aspect of it, it's becoming like increasingly actually easier to learn. Okay. I'm sure there's some tattoo artists that might be listening to this yeah. that would disagree with me, but that's how I feel. Um, uh, but like in terms of like getting like, like blood safety certifications like mm-hmm. that, I like definitely was like took super seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started tattooing and like just before COVID cause I was okay. like, I love tattoos. I want to know right. how to do that. And I love demystifying things. Like I want to know how it works. Mm-hmm. And then over COVID I was like, okay, well, I want tattoos. And a lot of my friends that are in my bubble want tattoos, but we can't get them. So I was like, what's up? I'm your guy. Yeah. And so I really got to like learn how to do it by like tattooing friends and okay. myself, which is like really, was really You tattooed event. yourself. Yeah. Is that not? A bunch of times. Yeah. Is that not really difficult? It really sucked. <laughs> I recommend it. Yeah, right. Uh, it was not fun. Okay. Because it's like, this hurts and I'm inflicting the pain. Uh, right. It's not a, it's not not a, a yeah. fun time. But also, I mean, I guess it would depend where on your body. I imagine some places would be Yeah, I did like my, draw, I like... did some of them on my legs. Okay. Um, most of them, actually, probably, honestly, probably all of them were on my legs. Okay. I tried to do my finger, but that went awry. Yeah. Because I'm left-handed and I try to do it with my right hand. That, oh, is just, yeah. that was just like a dumb, <laughs> dumb day. But I, I did one on my leg at my mom's house. She like came downstairs at two o'clock and was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, can you not tattoo your leg on my kitchen table? Yeah. But, um, but I mean, yeah. What a cool mom though. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, she was, was oh, she's given up on me. She's just whatever <laughs> mom too. She's like, yeah. sure. Have but, you convinced her to give her a tattoo yet? She, <laughs> she's very picky. And I'm yeah. like, if you're going to be picky, I don't want to like, right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's like my mom. I don't want to. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, then I just like, so then I started tattooing friends and then I started like, I was in LA and it was such a good way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Like, people wanted tattoos. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Throw me 50 bucks. I'll give you to like, whatever. Yeah. It was just super fun. And then, um, that just turned into like, I made an Instagram page for that because okay. I was meeting people and they were like, oh, you do tattoos. Can I see your work? I was like, yeah, here you go. So I made an Instagram page called Scotty Pokes. Cause I, at that point I was doing mostly hand pokes cause I was still like learning to use right. a machine. And then, um, <laughs> And then I was like, I guess I'll just post this on my artist page. And it was literally like, it was like, I had like 350 people be like, yo, yeah. can I get a tattoo? And I was in Toronto and I was yeah. like, oh my God. And then I was like, hell yeah, why not? Like, why not meet like fans of my fans, music, yeah. like one-on-one, like hang out in a tattoo shop. Like that's so fun and yeah. such a sick way to hang and like get to know my fan base because yeah. You know, it's always like you're at a show and there's like a hundred people mm. like at a VIP, like, like it's like, right. it's, it's so that's sick, but it's like so hard to really connect. Mm-hmm. So that's been really fun. And I get to really like, I mean, really people. cool for them too. To yeah. Like, they literally Which is such a pleasure. I mean, it's so such... what was there? Like, here's a handful of designs that I'm going to, or like, was yeah, it they would come up with or what, what were the designs that you were tattooing? for? Them? Well, I have I have flashes on my Instagram page, gotcha. yeah. like on my highlights that people can select from, mm-hmm. which I love to do because those are like my drawings. Yeah. Um, and then if people like request customs, like I'd be happy to draw stuff if like I if I think it would work, it would you work, know, what yeah. I mean? so um, it was a bit of both. Yeah. Okay. That's and the cool. kind of, a lot of like lyrics, which was wild. That's because awesome. I'm like yeah. tattooing like like a lyric on a fan which yeah. is so wild but so what tattoo shop did you like uh work out of um i was working at yes electric for a while okay which is in the village um and then the last time i was here i was at this place called sink or swim okay. so i kind of bounce around 
That's pretty um, cool. Just like wherever. Yeah. I, I, I work with this 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 guy named Sean who like just hooks me up. He's like, yeah, I've got a shop for you to Amazing. hang in that has like an empty chair. That's and really just, cool. Like, pay them a chair fee. A chair fee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell me about what's what's your most recent tattoo. Oh, um, um, I, I let this, uh, this dude, uh, he's an apprentice at the shop I was at actually. <laughs> and he was like learning and I was like, sure, you can tattoo me. Um, but he put like this wishbone on my ribs and okay. I forgot like how painful the yeah, ribs yeah. are. So that sucked. But that yeah. was my most recent one. It, it looks great, good. but I was like, no, I don't, I never want to get a rib tattoo. Ever yeah. again. It sucks. It's so painful. Oh. That I mean, the elbow is the worst I've had, but mm-hmm. ribs are, are elbow. Yeah, someone one of my friends told me under here even too. He's yeah, anything really near under, like under, lymph yeah. nodes or nerves yeah. or bones, yeah. just a bad vibe. But yeah. the problem, the, the the elbow sucked. Like it wasn't maybe as painful as the ribs, but the problem was like like afterwards it right. was bruised and like yeah. you can't. I was in a sling because I was like yeah. I can't bend my arm. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. And I had a show, I forgot I had a show like a week later, <laughs> which I was like, okay, I like recovered enough for, but my, yeah. my tour manager was like, are you actually like the dumbest? Like, why <laughs> would you do that? Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, a favorite one? Uh, I don't know. Was, oh. Um, I guess it's not something you really think about, but I had, um, I talked about this like kind of candidly in my music video, but I had like a, uh, uh, like a drug accident when I was, um, I think I was like 18 and I got this, this was like my first big tattoo. No one watching can see it, but yeah. it's like this bluebird, like dodging arrows yeah. and it's really pretty. And like, it was like a, it was my first like big tattoo and the artist was so kind yeah. and like, it was just like, it was kind of about like, yeah, like just like, like, you know. Like if you like, you know, if you dodge an arrow in your life, I think you should mm-hmm. like really like, like give that credit because mm-hmm. it's like really, it's really important to like learn from your mistakes and stuff. Yeah. And like, it was just a really impactful moment in my life. Like it was a crazy time for me. Um, so yeah, that was like, that it's just very meaningful. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Do you yeah. remember who the artist was? Yeah. Steph Neal. Cool. Her name N E A L E, and she has name, this yeah. cat tattoo on her neck that like goes up to. Her. Oh, it was so cool! Uh, I was like, and I was like a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she was like, I was like, I was like eighteen, and she yeah. was like blasting like hardcore hip hop, and I was like, this is the coolest human being. Are you ever worried you're gonna run out of canvas? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I got like a lot of body space left, okay. and, like my back yeah. and like my legs. I'm actually like ready to kind of like go for another big rip okay so, all yeah. right i want to get like my body my whole body done okay but i know my dad will i also want to do my neck but my dad my dad is like like he's chill but he he's just like bro the face and the neck yeah, the face yeah. i i i feel like i have made peace with the fact that like i might when i'm like by the time i'm 40 have a face tattoo because okay. i'm a tattoo artist and like right. i love tattoos yeah but i'm definitely gonna like wait like i don't feel the the i feel like it's something like i should really should be sure about yeah um yeah. so i don't i know really my parents think, my parents aren't, aren't yeah. fans yeah i know it's about. it's tough i think i'm gonna i think i'm i'm like kind of 50 50 on it because part of me is like i kind of love that like I have a lot of friends that have face tattoos and they're all so sweet. And when I first met them, I was like, mm. Oh my God, like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. scared of you. Yeah. And then they were like the sweetest people. Yeah. And I like, I like that. I like mm. doing that to people. I think mm. it's cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I know my, my parents are old school. I, I, I just have a couple, but uh, yeah. yeah, they, uh, they're not fans. It was always a, a dodgy subject. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know me too. My, my dad, my parents were both like actually, die if i did that so, <laughs> that's the other part of it all right last couple things so one what's what's your favorite part of la um i mean you kind of my friends like yeah. my community that i have now there's cool. i feel in, in the work um those are definitely the, the best things about it and what do you miss most about toronto the subway the subway oh yeah of course i, never, of course. I miss yeah, yeah. it so much and i'm sure for anyone who's from toronto or a city with a subway it's like that's so weird but like not having honestly one, so. if i haven't been here for a while when i get on the subway i put my headphones in and i mm-hmm. like start the same music i burst into tears yeah which is super chaotic and well, very it's funny ridiculous, like, but my my wife's from barry like so she's used to driving everywhere yeah. and stuff and i'm like i love just being able to hop on the subway like when you're driving 
you can't read. No. You can't zone out. You know, like when I'm on the yeah. subway, you can just... I love knowing that I can get off and get on and get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's also emblematic of a larger theme that I really have like a hard time with, with mm-hmm. LA is there's such a lack of shared space in LA. Mm-hmm. Like you don't share your environment with like the common, uh, yeah, yeah. like the other city goers. Like mm-hmm. really, I don't really nearly as much. Like it's a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you get where you're going, you like basically know everyone that you're, where you're at or you like, peripherally know them yeah. and the idea of being on in a in a little tube with like all these people that are going somewhere and like there's rich people and there's yeah, poor people yeah. there's people of all ethnicities and it's like to to have that like experience and like listen to to music yeah. or listen to my own music and like think of, that that experience is so ingrained yeah. in who i am um and i miss it so much yeah. so it's really important for me i met a good friend on the subway one like yeah. we ended up traveling together wow I, like, I met him on the subway yeah. one day so and he was sick. like he had just moved here from australia yeah. it was really funny like people thought it was cute because he was like he was like mate i don't i don't have friends here like can i give you my number and can we be friends and i was like yeah that let's is do it. so and we ended up becoming awesome. like you know he's pumped. he's australian yeah. so he's super chill super that's like my down. favorite vibe actually. yeah and i was like yeah we can be friends yeah and then we ended up becoming really good friends that is up, like, not traveling. a vibe in la bro right i know that's <laughs> it but that's like that's what i love about toronto yes, it's like you know like, you know there's parts of it, there's sometimes toronto is like the big city yeah. like people yeah. like you know, people are cold but and other times I'm no. like, you can meet some of the best people yeah. here. Yeah, try going. To, I there's there's this one memory I have when I first got to LA. My phone died, and I was on like Rodeo Drive mm-hmm. trying to go to the bank. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I was like, walk. I kept asking people, like, do you know where I can get a phone charger? Um, because I needed to get like mm-hmm. an Uber. There's no taxis. There's no subway. Right. And people were so cold and unresponsive to me, mm. and nobody knew and nobody cared. And I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, if I was in Toronto right now, yeah. I'd be fine. Somebody yeah. would help me for yeah. sure. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So there's good and bad everywhere. Yeah. But of course. Toronto of course. is it's benefits. Yeah. Well, man, this was super fun. And, yeah. Man. It was uh, so good. Thank you again for coming over. And all yeah. the best with these songs and the tour coming up. Thanks, dude. And uh, I wish you all the best, man. Thank this you. This is great. Appreciate it. Cool. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.